Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Okay, we're going to start with a little activity. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. In this cup, we've got names of some former entertainers of the year. I'm going to pick one out, and I want you to tell me what award you would give that person. You can make it up. What award? Mm Mm-hmm. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) What award would you give yourself? Best way to piss off his wife (laughs) by asking for a hunting trip at the wrong time. Okay. That award. (laughs) Reba. I've never met Reba yet. So this is like incredibly hard. Though she's like iconic. Yeah. Icon award. She's an icon. Forever and always. I hope I have something good for you. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. Boom. George Strait. I guess it's the king of country music. I mean, just the I mean, king. I mean, he's just the, he got the king award. He gets the crown. Reba. Make up an award that I would give to Reba. Best hair. Best hair award goes to That's Reba. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. Luke Bryan, biggest Georgia fan. Oh, bigger than you? Uh, no. <laughs> what award would you give Shania Twain? The feelingest. Most womanist award. Feelingest? Feelingest, most, most womanist. <laughs> you said make it up. I made it up. I, I made up it. words too. I love it. We got Willie Nelson, botanist of the year. But- <laughs> That's pretty good. That is perfect. Department of Natural Resources, Green Award. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello from Media Row. We are behind the scenes at this year's CMA Awards, talking to all of your favorite stars before country music's biggest night. I'm Kelly Sutton. And I'm Amber Anderson. And by the time this episode drops, you will know the winners. But as of right now, everyone still has a chance. And we love that. Mm -hmm. We'll turn this episode in right about the time the show goes live on Wednesday night. So this is a spoiler-free zone if you have DVR'd it to watch it later. That's exactly right. And we've packed a lot into this episode, everybody. In fact, we have a really fun interview coming up with Cody Johnson. So stay tuned. His new album, Leather, is out. Everybody's been talking about it. It has been wide for a while now. You saw him perform The Painter on the CMA Awards. And we're going to hear all about the story behind that song and the making of the album coming up. And... A tattoo story I don't think anyone's ever heard before. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's coming up too. (laughs) First, though, if you follow us on social media, you know that we got to go to the Kelsey Ballerini hometown sold-out show in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was everything that we wanted it to be. And I think it was everything Kelsey wanted it to be. I mean, honestly, I'm still, like, watching videos back and being like, that seems cool. (laughs) She seems like she's having fun it's like it was a really really emotionally overwhelming night for me and so I think Mm -hmm. I'm still processing it I'm sure yeah I'm sure I mean pyro she flew all the things 16 feet does not sound like it's that high (laughs) y'all 16 feet feels high when pyro is strapped to your behind it feels very very high she came down and just like that was scary. It was really scary. I was like, did it look cool though? <laughs> it looked amazing. So was it everything you wanted it to be? I mean, having yeah. Kenny there, I what know. was that like to hold his hand, walk out to the end of that catwalk and sing to Knoxville? I remember when I was on tour with him earlier this year, opening for him, I was like, hey, Kenny, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to try to jump and do a big arena, like a big girl show. Um, and we're going to do it 
at Thompson Bowling in Knoxville. Is there any way that you would come do this with me? And he was just like, I would not miss that. I'll be there. And he hasn't performed in Knoxville in a long time. And um, the fact that he did that for me uh, and for our song was crazy. So, of course, there was a lot of planning and production that went into that night. And I think all of us were really expecting there to be a big announcement following the show, maybe a tour that was coming, but it might be a while. I have to make an album first. I have to make an album. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm in the very, very beginning stages of that. So okay. that's, that's step one. But like, yeah, I mean... Be, be, but like I want to do that again yes I would like to do that again we would like to see it again that was very fun <laughs> well Kelly came home with an extra special souvenir from the show this stylish shoe okay so I did break a bone in my foot as we were getting on the bus to go to Kelsey's homecoming show in Knoxville but nothing was going to keep me from seeing that concert and you know what worth it You'll do it all again. Would do it again. Absolutely. Well, you'll never, ever forget it. (laughs) No, I won't. Okay, so back to the CMA Awards. One of the things that you had a chance to cover was the host press conference with Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning. And you know I volunteered for the assignment. Because you love the Vols. (laughs) Right? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love football. Okay. And I respect Peyton Manning Yes, you do For the football player that he is And the CMA host that he is Alongside Luke Bryan But it was really, really cool to hear Peyton Talk about how he even got into country music uh, you know, Growing up in New Orleans uh, Obviously it's a great city for music For live music And, and probably wasn't necessarily a, a huge country fan uh, Growing up in New Orleans Because I just wasn't uh, exposed to it as much But when you spend four years in college uh, In Knoxville uh, <laughs> Uh, country music is uh, is right in front of you, and I just jumped right in uh, and embraced it. Uh, got to meet uh, um, a number of the artists during that time. Started going to concerts, and you know, mentioned Kenny earlier. Kenny, I, I met Kenny on the sidelines uh, at a Tennessee game, and uh, he and I got to be good friends. And uh, saw him perform several times. Uh, he performed at my wedding, uh, which was a great honor, and, uh, and that's just been the coolest part for me is getting to know these artists uh, as friends as well, not just as entertainers. Okay, everybody, it's time to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will have more scoop from behind the scenes at this year's CMA Awards. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're hanging out backstage at the CMA Awards with the guy who is a five-time nominee and will be opening the show, Jelly Roll! Yeah, baby. You know, it's funny. When when you said all that until you said Jelly Roll, I looked around. 
I'm like, who, who did they nominate about? five times <laughs> and let open the show? You know that would be you, my friend. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's uh, I can't believe somebody hadn't stopped me yet. I think the only thing that might be more special than winning a CMA is getting to open the CMAs. So I think it's so special that I'm in that place. Being nominated for male vocalist, who inspires you as far as male vocalists go? Dude, first of all, it's the only category I don't think I should have been nominated for. Why? Full disclosure, I'm honest, right? I mean, dude, look at my peers. Cody Johnson. God, have you ever heard that dude yeah. belt in real life? Chris Stapleton? I think it should just be called the Chris Stapleton Award and he should give it away. You know what I mean? We're talking with Carly Pierce who gets to sing live with Chris Stapleton. I know. What does one think when well, you are about to sing with Chris Stapleton? Well, I'll tell you what happened. So we had our rehearsal earlier and I was wearing a different outfit. And during the rehearsal, I sweat so bad because I was so nervous that I had to have a, an emergency assistant run to your house and grab another outfit. So, it, but it went really well. Okay, good. But the amount of sweat for the nerves was real. I was like, I can't wear this outfit anymore. <laughs> I don't really get nervous. I was very nervous. Here with the reigning entertainer of the year, four-time nominee this year, yep. also performing, Luke Combs. Yeah, what's so good up? to see you. Thank you. Are you exhausted? No, so usually, usually this week I am exhausted. Um, this is my first time ever not still being on tour while this week is happening. And so, so it just feels completely different. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. You're just strolling around. I'm like, like, wow. Oh, like, yeah, it's like, get out of the house for a little bit. You know, it's pretty cool, you know? So you've been to 16 countries, three continents. Yes. Oh, my yep. gosh. It's What's been that busy. been like? Really tiring. Yeah. And, like, um, a lot of fun, but also, like, semi-soul-crushing to an extent at times. Um, you know, my second son was born while I was in Australia. So that was very difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God for FaceTime. I yeah. got to kind of at least be around. But yeah, that was tough. Um, but it's hard. That, that travel's hard. It's tough, but but it's very rewarding. Are sure. you staying closer to home for 2024? Yes, for sure. Old Dominion, I have to know, what tips have you given Megan Maroney for performing live on television? It's mostly just makeup tips. Yeah. Like, just yeah. how to put your makeup on. Give her Excellent. a makeup tutorial. Yeah. Good. You know. Good. That's yeah. important. That's what she was worried about. <laughs> we told her also to get really drunk before. Yeah. Just, drunk. just get hammered. Okay. And that's the way you ensure a good performance. Well, she said she was really nervous. <laughs> she, yeah. she did tell us that. She did so. tell us that. Do you have any nerves about singing on TV? 100%. 100%. <laughs> How is it different than getting ready to sing at in an arena full of people? I mean, I don't even know if it's the TV aspect. It's probably more so just the CMA Awards. Those, I feel like, in general make me nervous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's different because there's obviously the audience that's there and then the audience that is not there. Dan and Shay. Hi, guys. So good to see you. What's good to happening? see you as always. So when you're preparing to perform on an award show, how is it different than prepping for like your own concert? You got to kind of perform to the camera. So it's kind of high pressure. You got to work the camera, yes. not just the people in the crowd. So it's a little bit of a different approach. We're fired up though. I mean, just to get to sing a new song on the show that, you know, we're excited about. And uh, we're singing Save Me the Trouble, which is like the uh, craziest vocal performance ever by this, this guy. I think I'm ready. I feel like <laughs> he's going to kill it. I love this song so much. And, and honestly, when we wrote this song, we put this out, this was one of the moments that we were kind of preparing for. Talking to three-time nominee Ashley McBride. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, the nerves are present. Really? They are. I, 
it shocks me. It's not like I get um, nervous the way you think of the word nervous, but sure. I, suddenly sounds are loud to me, and things make me kind of jump, and then I just have to think, what is wrong with me? I'm probably just nervous. Well, it's not like you haven't been here before. I know, lots and lots of times. I've performed many, many times. Yes. Okay. What are you most looking forward to? I'm always looking forward to the performances, but yes. this year... I am, I'm looking forward to who I'm sitting between and how well they handle the fact that I dance around and have the most fun. Because sometimes you get seated next to people that are like, I don't do that, and you're doing that. <laughs> and that's really fun. Also, the dressing room shenanigans. Because mm. there's so many of us in one room. And that's where the memories are made. We have so much more content to sift through and bring to you guys over the next few weeks. So make sure you are following the podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any of these insider stories. Absolutely. We also got to talk to a few of the artists that we worked with on a special performance broadcast for Veterans Day. That's right. Kelly and I hosted Musicians on Call's Concert for Veterans presented by Wrangler, a virtual concert that's being played all month long in veterans hospitals across America. It's an incredible way to celebrate and thank our veterans with the healing power of music. Craig Morgan understands that power as well as anyone. It's our job. I think psychiatrists and psychologists would probably tell us that it's it's healing for us as well. Um, but for me, the reward and the healing comes in knowing that I'm doing something that's going to benefit other people. Anytime we're asked to do anything that we feel like is going to benefit other people, make them feel better about what's going on, um, but especially... Uh, our, our service people. It's a, it's a very humbling feeling for me. The show also featured performances and inspiring messages from Darius Rucker, Brothers Osborne, Scotty McCreary, and the Warren Treaty. Michael is also a veteran. Greatest honor other than Marion Thomas and having kids. Now, what branch were you? Army. In fact, shout out to 1-6 Infantry, 2nd Brigade, 1st Armored Division. Hoorah! Oh, I love it. <laughs> that has to be one of those things that you look back in your life and you're like, had I not made that decision, everything else might be a little different. Well, yes. Mm. Yes, it is. And it's also um, one of the things I look back on my life and realize that uh, selfless service is rewarding. Mm. And being able to serve our country selflessly and uphold our freedoms, it feels so good to be able to do that. Thank you to Musicians on Call for allowing us to be part of such a special event. There's a companion playlist that's available as well, exclusively on Amazon Music. Just search for the Stars and Stripes playlist and share it with a veteran you love. Well, I think that's everything we have to talk about for now. After a quick break, we will be back with Cody Johnson. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life 
by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. It's his second time in the Center Stage Spotlight, but it is his first time being here in the Country Heat house. Cody Johnson, welcome to Country Heat Thank Weekly. You. Yeah, we're it's used to seeing to each see other at remote. I know. <laughs> well, hey, we got to talk fast because you're only in town for like half a minute. They got you booked solid. The car's yeah. running. They're not even turning it off. He That's not a out. joke. That's, <laughs> That's not, not a joke. joke. It's not a joke. When you get into town, like it happens all the time because you do have short windows of time of being in Nashville. I do. You know, that's that's one of the things about not living here is like being at home in Texas, I can go home and decompress, but whenever it's time to come to work, like I just got off the bus this morning, played three shows this weekend. I was like, cram it all into one day. You got me for a day. And as soon as I'm through, I'm going straight to the airport, getting on a jet, and I'm going to be back home for dinner tonight. But it's a good problem to have because that means everybody wants to talk to you about your new album, Leather. We are so excited, but we do have all of the questions. I'll, I'll answer them. So starting with it having 12 songs... Even though we know you recorded 24. Mm-hmm. So is this volume one? Side A, is there a second album coming? We want all of the details. So I discussed all that. I, I kind of was like in over my head this time. So I went, I, I leaned on Chris Lacey at Warner. I was like, I don't want to do another double album because it just kind of seems redundant to do another double album. And I, I figured out last album with 24 tracks, you release them all. People's attention spans are not that long. And I only got two singles out of 24 songs and there were songs that I felt like really could have had more time to shine. Yeah. And so I was like, do we do a side A, side B, you know, kind of vintage? Do we do part one, part two? And what she came up with and, and her research was that if we call it a deluxe edition, it still counts as one album for voting purposes. Smart. So within 360 days of November 3rd, we will put out the deluxe edition with the other 12 tracks. And so we didn't really like, we didn't really separate them. I I didn't pick like my favorite 12 to go first. Like we really just, I went through and tried to make it to where what songs have similar anything, melodic structure, you know, any of it. And just let's, let's keep them away from each other. Like we don't want two sad songs on the same record. So yeah, I was going to ask you, how did you divvy them up? Because I picture like post-it notes and you're putting one over here and one over here. And you're like, no, no, this one goes here. And that it one was kind of like that. Was like it? I sat down with a pen and paper and just tried to really um, treat it like a live set list. Like if I was to create two live set lists, yeah. what would it be? And so that separates tempo. That separates separates some of the, like the subject matter. And, you know, this one's really, really country. So is this one. Let's put them on opposite right. records so that you get kind of a taste of everything on both sets. I have to go back to what you were just saying. First of all, shout out Chris Lacey. I love her yeah. so much. She's incredible. She's amazing. And one of my favorite people. I look up to her. But in knowing the business, the way that you know the business, you just dropped a little kernel that I don't think people quite understand. This is music. It is the entertainment business, but business is at the heart of it. Absolutely. You have always been one of those people that I say fall into the category of the Garth Brooks of the world. You understand that this is first music. But also there is this other second half to it. And you, I feel like, really get into that and play that part more so than a lot of artists do. You have to. If you don't, if you don't run your business, your business will run you. And I've always like I've always wanted to be not in control. Like I'm not a control freak, but I want to be able to have a part in it to to have strategy. Like because otherwise it's chaos. Without strategy, without doing things on purpose and doing things intentionally, it's just chaos. 
And I hate everything about the music business except for the music. And so it's hard, like, because I, I don't want to dive into that stuff. But you have, if you're not a businessman, somebody else is going to run your business for you. Now, we've got your song, The Painter, on the Country Heat playlist right now. So tell us all about it. The Painter might be the first song I've ever recorded where I talk in this voice. Like, if you listen to it, I'm not really singing. It's kind of just, it's this, this register. And Brandy was the one that pointed it out. She's like, that's your talk to you on the telephone voice. Like, really? She's like, every other song that you record, you know, you're like, you're really pushing vocally, you know, or you're you're going for something. She's like, this is just like the most relaxed sounding Cody I've heard on your records. I think that speaks to like the track being organic. Hmm. Like we didn't overproduce. We purposefully didn't overproduce it at all so that it could paint its own picture. Like the song is called The Painter. And for me, it paints a picture. Like I think of like whenever it says for every wall I built, she saw a canvas. I immediately go back to times when I was really hard-headed in my marriage and and Brandy just kind of stuck and was like, yeah, it'll you'll you'll come around eventually. Like, she already knew that. And so, like, this thing paints its own picture, and I think that that's what makes it special is it's just a, it's just a love song. Like, I just tried to stay out of the way of it. By our count, this is the 10th that you've released, counting the live album. But this is the first time you have all outside cuts on a project. How did that all come together? I got— Two co-writes out of this that'll be on the next uh, the deluxe edition, but they were they were they were already written. I just kind of went in and was like, "Look, the second verse really doesn't make sense to me. Let's rewrite this." Or, "Hey, I really feel like th- you're making this song pretty happy, and it needs to be sad. Like, what if we rearrange it this way?" And so I got like credit on them, but I, I told him I was like, "You don't even have to make me a writer." I had songs in the pile, but you know, for an artist that only records their own songs, when they get a number one, they make significantly a lot more yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it was about the money, I wouldn't be here. So it's it's about the song. It's about the best song. So if, if it's a better song than mine, that's what gets picked. And there was just incredible songs. I mean, some of these songs are, I mean, it's as a songwriter, when you hear some of this stuff, you're going, dang, I wish I'd wrote that. <laughs> like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. You know, and, and some stuff, you know, like there's a song on this this first part that's called Make Me a Mop. When you hear a title like Make Me a Mop, you're like, what is this? When I, I heard it, I just started weeping. And I'm like, there's no way I would have been able to write this. Like, mm. It's incredible. Just absolutely incredible. So I think to your point, the song always wins. Somebody's got to cut outside songs. Otherwise, songwriters in Nashville are like, what is the point? Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's got to cut these songs. And there's some incredible songs just sitting there. I mean, I'll go back to the last album, Till You Can't, sat in Nashville for almost 10 years. That's wild yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, it was waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Well, we always say this, you know, songs find their time. They find their time. They find their place. Yeah, they do. So. There's a, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, my publicist will probably kill me, but everybody already knows about it anyway. So obviously the, the Carrie Underwood duet didn't make it onto the first 12. Yeah, we know. We, we were going to ask that. Uh-huh. That was coming up. Well, that was, uh, that's all out of respect for her. She was so easy to work with and it was she was so gracious that we were kind of like, look, we'll we'll do this on your time. Like, if you let us know when we can release it or if we can't, you know, when it, if it can be released as a single, if it if not, like, I'm I'm totally happy. The story behind that song was it was an, another artist had it. And I on the last album on Human, I said, I really want this song. And they were like, no, we're going to release it as his single. And then it didn't happen. And so it went to Carrie. And then Carrie said, no, I, I love the song, but it doesn't really fit what I'm doing on this record. So it goes back to him. And then I said, what happened to that song? And I get it. And I'm like, I hear Carrie Underwood. I didn't know that she had had it. 
I hear <gasps> oh, Carrie. Oh, really? So then I contact her and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this song? She's like, oh, I love this song. Like it was supposed to have been. So to your point, songs find their time. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the song? I can't tell you. You can't tell <laughs> Oh, man. It's, this is the only thing I'm telling you. You saw me leaning in. I swore to secrecy And I knew this. she was going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. <laughs> She's going to try to get it okay. out of here. But it is going to be on the deluxe. So it's not like it's been shelved. No, no, it's it, it's okay, done, and okay. we're just waiting. Uh, like I said, it'll be on it'll be on the deluxe, and then it, wh- where it goes from there, we're completely just kind of leaving it up to them. And because I mean, she's got obviously a lot going on, and so do I. So if it works out, it works out. Well, and that's the whole thing. I think people don't quite understand that with the collaboration, it's like you have to figure out their schedule. If they're releasing something, if they, she has another collab that's well, coming out, then you like it's a lot. And mm-hmm. I also feel like that maybe like an artist that maybe is not as mature would be like just using it. Look! Yeah. Look at my Carrie Underwood for their own sure. purpose. I'm just I just wanted the song cut because yeah. it was just incredible. So I'm I'm happy. And that's, that's a total flex. So you're like I'm just gonna have this song with Carrie Underwood. I just, just wanted the song. Waiting in the wings. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. We're gonna we're sitting here. We're like we we, we want it. We want it right now. We're very impatient. <laughs> What I love is this album leans heavily on themes of faith. It's a consistent thread in your music. So tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing. Did you start singing in church? And a lot of people start singing in church. Yeah, I. that's where I learned. That's where I cut my teeth. That's why it was so uh, heartbreaking for, like, my mother when I was like, I'm going to go play in bars. <laughs> but yeah. No. I think, you know, a lot of my favorite artists, though, like, you think about it, they all grew up singing in church, you know, from George Jones to Aretha Franklin. I think it teaches you how to sing passionately about something you believe in. I give credit every night in my live shows to God. And it, and I always say like, dude, I'm not your preacher on Sunday morning. Like, trust me. (laughs) Uh, But you know, people need to be reminded, especially me to, to forgive people, forgive yourself, you know, show yourself some grace because that's what God gives us. And it's, it's, it's important to me to have that in the music, to let people know, like, you don't have to be a Bible thumper to to believe that way. You can just daily try to be a little better because I think that's what he wants. Amen. Have you written that song? No. I'm not your preacher. <laughs> no, but that's You should. said it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get a third. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a really good She's idea. She's always in okay, here we'll, hustle. we'll file that away just in case. <laughs> no, I love that because it's such a simple concept. I'm like, if everybody just adopted that, it's like you're waking up every day deciding to be a better person and trying to make the world a better place. It's just that simple. Yeah. yeah. And I like me, I'm the biggest thing I struggle with is forgiving myself. Like, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. I can make a mistake that is this big or I can make a really big mistake and either way it's just boom Yep. and I carry it around and I'm, I'm like you know but I think that like some of this like that make me a mop song one of the lines in that song was it says make me a mop to clean up the messes that I've made in my life make me a spoon smooth on the edges when my words want to reach for a knife and I'm like okay uh. <laughs> now now my heart's palpitating and I'm trying not to cry and it's right. but I mean people I mean I feel like that stuff kind of it needs to be said you know well, we're going to write, I'm not your preacher. So I'm it's going to be really preacher. good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> Hanging on to it. Speaking of that, tell us about Jesus Love. I knew that was coming you. next. I lo- okay, first time you heard it, what was your response? So it was really, uh, it was really dark. It was a hard, obviously it was a hearty duet or a, a hearty demo. And it was kind of like, like really creepy dark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this doesn't need to be creepy dark. This needs to be a man talking to another man on the other side of the glass saying, I'd have shot you. You're, you need to reevaluate your life because I was fixing to shoot you. 
when you broke into my house. God obviously has a plan for you, and you better be thankful. And that's a very serious conversation, but it's direct. You're looking at another man. Let me tell you something. And I was like, that's the approach that we need to take with this on the production side. So I think the band had a little bit of that. I was like, find something that pisses you off and think about it, and then let's play this song. Have 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 a little bit of anger and a little bit of grit. Like, think about that, and now let's play this song. But it still has a happy ending. Nobody dies. <laughs> That's right. It's such a great song, man. I think it's great. And I really, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a little ironic and a little hilarious. Everybody knows that I put a gospel song on every record. They're going to click on Jesus Loves You. And think that's it. <laughs> and it's nowhere near the gospel song. <laughs> that's the beauty that's okay. of the turn. I think it's a great man. little trick. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. I like it too. So we've heard that that was the song that you originally planned to have Jelly Roll on. Well, yeah. So I was on I was on the bus coming to Nashville to come record, and we were just texting back and forth. And I said, "Hey, let me, I'm gonna send you this song real quick." And I sent him the rough, and he's like, "Dude, this is an incredible song." And I'm like, "Well, I think it'd be funny, like ex prison guard. You've been to prison. This song is about two guys meeting in prison." I was like, "Think about the video." Like we could but have you some be fun. on the other side. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I could have, yeah, yeah. and I'm plus like with my background with TDC in Texas, I was like, I can get us access to like a real prison setting. We had all this stuff going on. He's like, bro, I love it, I love I can get it. Us access. And then, and then, like, so I sent him. I was, he said, "What else have you been recording?" And I had Whiskey Bent, which, by the way, whenever Golly. I saw that title, I hated it. Think about it, man. Whiskey bent and hellbound, hell you know, and I'm yeah, like, this yeah, yeah. is going to be a redneck song. But the hook, though. My God. <laughs> it, the hook just wrecked me. Like, I'm still trying to straighten up what whiskey bent. And so that song for me was something I've lived that. I've been that guy, and I stopped right then in my life, and I chose not to be that guy. And I went back to my wife and apologized and said, this was very early on. But you got to remember, we've been together since t- 2008. So we were kids, and I had to go back and say, I'm sorry. I will never touch that stuff again. I will not be that person, and I have not since. And, uh, you know, Jelly Roll really resonated with that because it doesn't matter whether it's whiskey or if it's a different substance or maybe it's just a behavioral pattern or whatever it is. We've all got things in our life that we're still trying to straighten up. And Jelly Roll really resonated with that. And he's like, dude, I'm crying listening to this song. And I said, well, let's just record that one. And the very next day we recorded it, and it was perfect it's amazing you can just feel the passion in it like real it's authentic yeah yeah and i think it would have been kind of playing it up if we'd have done jesus loves you when you guys are together who has more tattoos you or jelly (laughs) i don't know i've never seen him with a shirt off i go all the way up you have a sleeve yeah i go from here to here i've got one on my back what's on your uh, back a big cross okay it's kind of like irish looking (laughs) typical it was like my first tattoo (laughs) i've got two on my chest um i've even i did the bottom of my foot how in the world did you do that? How did you? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you you wanted an honest answer. So I did, and I got it. My tattoo <laughs> artist was it, my, Buffalo Jake. You can look him up on Instagram. He was out on the road with me. All my tattoos pretty much have been done on my bus. Because we were talking about like I, you know, when I worked for the prison, I saw some really crazy tattoos, like yeah. body parts that you're like, how? Just how? I don't even know how. <laughs> And uh, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I've got the top of my head done. I've done the inside of somebody's lip and I've done somebody's butt, you know, and this and that. And I was like, what is one thing you've never tattooed? He's like, the bottom of a foot. I was like, well, tonight after the show, we're doing it. Immediate regrets, right? No, No? it actually kind of tickled. I was about to say, I can't 
like pedicures are really tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can you not scrub the bottom of my foot? <laughs> that I sounds like my worst nightmare. That's, that man is the only man who's ever touched my foot. I don't let people touch my feet. Well, what's the tattoo of? Okay, so my favorite <laughs> my favorite Waylon Jennings song is I've Always Been Crazy. And it, in the second verse, it says, I've always been different with one foot over the line. Well, if you were a carpenter, you would say one foot over a line. And that's what it is on the bottom. So it's not really elaborate, but it definitely, it's in there. So it's the number one with a it's, foot. It's one foot and over then a line. line. Is it on your heel? It's in the arch. Like it's down <gasps> what? There. Yeah. Cody. I can't. Yeah. I forget now. it's there. Yeah. It's like I'll be getting out of the shower and I'm drying off and I'm like, whoa, what is? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember oh that. Now. It's kind of great. Oh, that's goodness. going in the pile. When we get of Cody off air, I'll find, a, I'll find a picture of the night we did it. You'll obviously see the alcohol influence. And you were giggling the whole time. I laughed the whole time. <laughs> I had a buddy. I told him I was like, hold me down just in case. And so he held me down and I was like, you're good. Get off of me. This is fine. That's so funny. A needle on the bottom of your foot. That sounds. <laughs> Really painful <laughs> antiquous at the same time. Okay, we're going to go back to the album now, but that was an amazing story. Um, so I have to imagine that for a guy that is as steeped in traditional country music as you are, having a song with Brooks and Dunn is just like a thrill for you. Yeah, that was that song. Um, when it came to me, Trent Wilman get, like, was like, hey, what do you think about this song? And obviously, Trent's got such a unique sound. I know I was like, well, you're a writer on it. I can tell you did the demo. And uh, then Ronnie Dunn reaches out to me and is like, hey, have you heard this Long Live Country Music thing? I was like, yeah. Why? And he's like, well, we, we were thinking about cutting it. And I was like, well, I was thinking about cutting it too. And he goes, he's like, well, it, it, you know, you should really definitely put it on your record. And that's when I was like, well, why don't you guys just sing it with me on my record? All right, I'll call Kicks. Hey, Kicks is in. And I was like, perfect. So it was a, it was a pretty cool day. How do you not just go, you can have it? <laughs> it's Ronnie. <laughs> you take it, you take it, you take it. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not one of those uh starstruck people. And they're really down to earth. Like yeah. it's not like Elvis has entered the room. Right. They're really good people. So okay. it's just easy to work with. Well, were you in studio when he cut it or did they just send you? No, actually, we um we did it that morning. Uh Ronnie, <laughs> I was actually getting uh, an IV that morning. I do a lot of IV therapy, just like for just for maintenance. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hey, you guys want an IV? So you got me and Ronnie and Kicks hooked up to IVs and they're looking like we're all about to die. And uh, <laughs> we recorded it. We recorded it together. And then after that, uh, my buddy Randy Hauser came by the studio. I recorded a song with him for his album that's coming out. Then Jelly Roll came in. So it was a it was a really, really fun day in the studio. Why weren't yeah. we invited? That was the, that was the one day like we had to be like extremely closed door. Because like usually when I'm recording, yeah. I'll let people come through and this I was like, nobody comes by today. Right. Like letting all the secrets respectful. out. Oh my God. Yeah. We had so fun good. that day though. I imagine. Well, Ronnie sounds amazing, by He's the way. Great. When his voice comes in, I went, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't is. realize how much we sound alike. Like I, do. I don't think I've ever given him enough credit for the way that I sing through my nose. There's a nasal register that I guess with the country twang of our accents, I didn't realize until we sang part by part. I my, you know, looked at Brandy and I'm like, I sound a lot like him. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you were influenced pretty heavy by him and you've never really given him credit. So sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> that's, that's all you, buddy. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay. So you still have a few more dates in 2023. Mm -hmm. January 19th, 2024. That's the date. Circle it on the calendar, everybody. You're hitting the road on the leather tour. 
Here we go. It includes your first ever headlining date at Bridgestone Arena. I'm pretty excited about that. I figured out the first time I played Houston Rodeo in 2017. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, these, this is this is what I was built for. This is what I was made for. Mm-hmm. Now, the day that we play Bridgestone, I'll probably go over to Third and Lindsley and just take a look and be like, that's where we came from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you never forget. Like, and I'm never above playing anywhere. But I like the big stage. It's a completely different skill set than sitting on a stool in, in a bar. Yeah. And I think until you get out and you go do it, you don't really know whether you can or whether you can't. Because there's a lot of people that get their record deals and have never played shows. And then the record label throws them in a stadium. And then you're, why did you just throw them in the fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you didn't give them any time to adapt, any time to grow or mature. Fortunately, I've been doing this for over 15 years. So it's just like, I feel like now is the time. I got to throw this out there. I think Keith did it, but it would be really cool if you found out who was playing at Third and Lindsley and invited them over. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. And just be like, hey, I just want y'all to know, like this, and have them come out and just sing one song with you. I kind of did that in Australia. You did? Yeah. yeah. Well, we were, so let me, I'll hard flex a little bit. Oh, the buckle. Yes, I remember this because you went, you you did the uh, roping. I went over and won the team roping. <laughs> yes, you did. And somebody else's horse. They all thought I was, they were like, so cool, Cody's here roping until I spanked him. And then they were like, oh, he just took first and second place. Wow. Mm, there goes all our money. Thanks. And, Thanks, yeah. guys. Well, Pay for the trip. Yeah, yeah. No, it did not. <laughs> that was an expensive trip. Yeah, I don't even, I can't even tell you the number. It was extremely expensive. But it was worth it to go over and make new fans. So Wade Forrester is a musician over there, and we went and roped in the rodeo. And when we were there that night, I was like, you know, we're flying out at this time. You know, we're going to uh, Melbourne. I'm like, you want to go to Melbourne? He's like, yeah, for what? I was like, dude, you should just come with me to Melbourne. You can talk about it on your social media. Get up on stage and we'll do Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. And he nailed it. And he's like, dude, I've had so many people contacting me about this. And I was like, it made me feel good. It's like oh, you it's so good. Try to give back and a little you, bit. Didn't you just meet over social media? Is that how you guys, or did yeah, you know I each t- other? I talked yeah. to him on the phone. I was like, bro, I hope you're not like Australia's most notorious serial killer. But <laughs> We're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> coming. I'm, I'm coming over to rope. <laughs> and y'all rope together really good. Yeah, we did. So it was awesome. I love that. Me too. Well, we're just a few weeks out from Thanksgiving. So as you look back on 2023, what would you say you are the most grateful for this year? I'm grateful for, I don't know where it comes from, but like just the perseverance that I've had this year because it's been a really long year. Like there's been more appearances, more pressure. And I'm really and truly, I get it from my family, like being able to go home and be grounded. Like I said, tonight I'll jump on a jet and I'll be home. I'm meeting them at the Mexican restaurant in town. Like we're going to go back to being normal. Um, having that with my wife and my girls at home, uh, really helps me keep pushing because it kind of reminds me of like what I'm doing it for. It's not about number ones. It's not about paychecks. It's not about fame. It's about going to work like any other man and providing for your family. And I think that's kind of what, that's what keeps me moving. I love that. The album is called Leather, everybody. More music is coming, including a duet with Carrie Underwood. He won't tell us the name of it, but it (laughs) is coming your way. (laughs) Leather Tour. <laughs> it's on sale now. Starts up in 2024. Thank you so much for making time for us, Cody. You bet. So Thanks, good y'all. to see you. We have the best job. Seriously, I love talking to him. He is just so real. And so down to earth. Yes. I mean, okay, so we have to tell everybody about the remodeling project that they have going on. Do Can we pull that clip? 
Okay. Okay. Control room says, yes, (laughs) we're going to set the scene for you. We were asking about his Christmas plans because we're just kind of trying to bank some holiday content going forward. We were asking about what Christmas is like on his ranch. And so Cody and his wife discovered a mold problem in their house recently. And so they're doing a big Big remodel. And in the meantime, they have moved from their 7,000-square-foot mansion (laughs) into a single-wide trailer on their property. Which means this is Cody's life. I got a driver picking me up, got a gold watch on, go to the airport, get in a private jet, fly to Nashville, play for Kicks Brooks Songwriter Hall of Fame induction, jump right back in the car. They take me to the airport. I fly on my private jet back, get picked up by my private driver, and they drop me off at my single wide trailer house. (laughs) That's right. That's called keeping it real. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that'll keep you humble. Oh, no doubt. (laughs) Thanks to everyone listening. If you just stumbled onto this podcast for the first time, make sure you go follow Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast app. When you do that, it makes sure that you get a notification when new episodes drop. And you do not want to miss next week's show with our center stage guest... Garth Brooks! (laughs) Garth has a new single called Rodeo Man. It's a duet with Ronnie Dunn, which is Mm -hmm. so cool. And the only place you can stream it is on Amazon Music. Plus, he's doing an exclusive Black Friday concert from his new bar in downtown Nashville that you're going to be able to watch live on Prime Video. And we get to host the pre-show. I'm so excited. And we have so much to talk to him about. So make plans to be back here with us next week for all that. Plus, even more scoop from backstage at the CMA Awards. See you next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.